right, welcome back to the Lynch and Board Game. I'm your host, Adam Collins. Wolfgang Kramer's Escape from Hayden Castle is yet another incredibly entertaining game from a living legend. It originally debuted in 1989 under the title of Midnight Party. Like his other games, it has been reprinted under other names, most famously Escape from Hidden Castle and Ghost Party. The latest incarnation is by Amigo Games from 2018. They have taken the game, reprinted it as it originally appeared on one side of their board, and then made an alternative board on the flip side with some new rules and mechanics. In Escape from Hayden Castle, you and your opponents are trying to keep their family from being caught by the Phantom that lives in the basement of the Hidden Castle. In some iteration, it is Hugo's birthday party, and he is the ghost in the basement. Any who, or any boo, you are trying not to be the slowest as the Phantom makes its laps around the castle's gallery. Your aim is to keep your score as low as possible. So this is a golf score type game where the lowest score is the winner. Board Game Geek stats are a paltry 6.4 rating with 1,600 reviews. These older games sadden me that they just do not have the rating count or rating levels that they deserve. This is not Gloomhaven or Terraforming Mars, but Escape from Castle is a great family game. Rule Clarity Do not be intimidated by the 8.5 by 11 8-page rulebook. Most of it is covered in pictures and examples, as well as the original rules for Midnight Party in the back. The rulebook is very well laid out and very easy to read and understand. I personally feel that Amigo Games has done an excellent job with their rulebooks. Time to explain to newcomers. Escape from Hidden Castle does not take long to explain. Like most lunchtime-friendly games, you can explain this one as you set it up. One of the saddest parts of this game that you have to explain is you can't just choose whatever colors you want. Certain colors are used based on the number of players, so that the publisher did not have to print six sets of eight different colors. I know this is sad, but Brad, you can only be green if we have more than six players playing. That's just the way it is, buddy. I didn't make the game or the rules. I'm just explaining it to you. Gameplay. Place the assembled phantom die on the plus 10 space in the basement. Place the scoring chits of the players on the 10. It is marked in red. And the phantom chit needs to be placed on the 1145 clock in the corner. It is the one with a three in the circle and is the one at one end of the chain. Now comes adding your guests. The youngest player, which is never me, adds the first guest onto any space in the gallery. Then, clockwise, every player does the same. This is repeated until all the guests are on the scoreboard. Only one guest per space at the start of the game. None of the chambers or rooms can have a person at the start of the round either. Once all are on the board, it is time to start the game. The active player rolls the die. If it is a number, the active player must move one of their guests that many spaces. The guest can now share a space with another guest now that the game is on. If the phantom appears on the die and there is a 1 in 3 chance, then the phantom moves three spaces. 
At the start, the Phantom will find his way out of the basement. Once he reaches the gallery, he moves clockwise around it following the arrow and begins chasing the guests. The chamber rooms are now also available as well. This is when the fun really begins. In order to enter a chamber, you must roll exactly the amount of spaces, including the one to enter the chamber. The Phantom cannot enter the chambers and passes right by them. Some of the chambers score points for you, positive or negative. Move your scoring chit accordingly upon entry. Sometimes it's worth taking the positive score to avoid being captured by the Phantom. Now, your opponents can boot you out of the chamber, however, if they can roll an exact number and kick you out. This puts your guest right outside the chamber room. But don't worry, a one rolled will allow you to go right back in. If the Phantom moves over one or more guests on his three movements, they are put in the basement on the bottom most free step. If more than one guest is taken at the same time with the same space of the gallery, they will then share a basement step. When a guest is placed on a step, add the associated points to the corresponding scoring chit. If at any point all the basement steps are filled with captured guests, the next guests are placed on the plus 10 until a step is freed up. On your roll, you may choose to move one of your guests out of the basement, assuming a phantom is not rolled. You must take your furthest down guest and put that person on the arrow space, counting it as one, and then moving clockwise from there. If you have no guests to move because you have all of them safe in a chamber or they're all in the stairwell, you must move one anyway. Keep the chaos going! Lastly, you can move through the Phantom without being caught, but you cannot land on the same space as the Phantom. I can only think, I can only think that passing the Phantom would be a good idea if you can safely land in a chamber. Every lap that the Phantom makes around the board ups the time. You move the Phantom chit up one clock face and possibly speed up the Phantom. So after his second completed lap, he will now move four spaces when rolled. After three laps, he moves five spaces. He maxes out at seven spaces per roll, but this will rarely happen in my experience. Why? The game ends when one person's score passes the 46th space. Then the person with the lowest score is the winner. The game also ends if the Phantom completes a 6th lap, though I have never seen this happen. This game is simple, it is fast, it is hilarious, and man is it chaotic. Artwork I have the 2018 version from Amigo Games. The artwork on the board is fun, yet the character tokens are bland silhouettes. Each color has the same silhouettes. I have seen versions online where the guests were plastic people. I get it. It costs more, but I think that it would look better than the bland tokens currently in production. The Phantom looks more like a detective from a bad 80s movie than a haunting ghost. I think the artwork on the game could be improved, but it does not affect the gameplay, and I do love the chaotic gameplay. Lunchtime Potential Escape from Hidden Castle plays quickly and is very easy to teach and learn. It is light on strategy, but there is some strategy to be had. We have played this a few times in the office. 
and the pandemic unfortunately ended its exposure. I have played it with the wife and the son, both of whom love the game. I have also showed it off at the friendly local game shop prior to the pandemic. It has gone over very well every time. You can play a quick round in about 10 minutes or so, giving you a chance to show off a complete round as your demo. It also works well if you have people coming and going over the lunch hour. Bang for the buck. This is where I have a little beef with Amigo Games Edition. The prior editions have come with a plastic ghost that you can literally put over the guests to catch them and then put them in the basement. In this edition, there's a tweezer-like approach made with pieces of chipboard. It doesn't work as well or look as cool as the older version. Also, like I mentioned, the guests are all silhouettes while older versions had plastic people. If you go to the Board Game Geek page for this game, you can see what I'm talking about there. It has just had a better table presence in the past. Yet, this version of the game is solid and reasonably priced. The MSRP of $19.99 is well worth it, as you get a chance to play two different ways. It is also considerably cheaper than the $40 or more price on eBay for an older version. Expansions There are no expansions for Escape from Hidden Castle, but the rulebook does include the rules for the original release Midnight Party. They are simple to learn. To do this, flip the board over and you'll notice that the layout is similar but not exact. You will not need the scoring tokens or the phantom clock chit. The phantom starts on the bottom step of the basement, the negative 10 spot, and moves 2 or 3 spaces depending on player count. As the phantom chases the guests around the gallery, the captured guests are put in the basement. When all the guests are caught, because you can't get out once they're caught in this version, or all the chambers are full, since you can't be booted out in this version, the round ends. Tally up your score for the round. If the chambers are filled up, any remaining guests score negative two points. Then all the guests in the chambers are moved to the doorway outside the chamber. Then, starting with the guest or guests on the negative ten step, they're placed around the gallery. Play this three rounds. The score closest to zero wins. It is chaotic like the newer version, but the added depth of removing your guests and booting opponents out of the chambers makes this original version feel dated, and the newer version just gets that little bit more depth and a little bit more strategy. You know me and my love for chaotic games, and Escape from Hidden Castle fits that bill perfectly. I love it. It is very family-friendly. It is a light game that is quick to play, less than 20 minutes, so it's easy to explain and get people to try it. At my local shop, I showed my copy to a family with a young child. They promptly bought a copy from the store. $20 is a meager investment for this much fun. We had fun with it at the office as we tried to math out the best moves only to be foiled by three straight phantom rolls. Its clever decision making allows for mild strategy. Do you move your guests out of the basement and be six spaces ahead of the phantom? Or do you move your guests to try to angle for the chamber? It doesn't matter. The die doesn't care. You'll make the wrong decision. The Phantom will capture your guest anyway. So by all means, track this game down and give it a try. You can reach me on Facebook at facebook.com slash eatlunchandboardgame or email me at eatlunchandboardgame at gmail.com. And remember, board games build bridges. Average Joe's Gaming is a weekly podcast brought to you by us. 
I'm Joe. I'm Tom. We talk about all things game-related. In this hour-long podcast, you'll discover what has arrived in the game room, which Funko Pop Tom just could not resist, and maybe, if you're lucky, we might get around to talking about games. Might. Tune in weekly. You can find us on all of your favorite podcast formats. When you're gaming, why not be comfy? Go over to supportplayer.org. Click on the cards, pieces, and dice to get some merch. These t-shirts are some of the most comfortable I have ever worn. That's supportplayer.org, and there's a link on eatlunchandboardgame.com.